censorship, silencing all opposition, not only in society, but in our churches, setting the stage for the coming Antichrist. Well, we will analyze efforts to suppress freedom of not just secular, but religious speech and why it matters. This edition of End of the Age. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of End of the Age. You know, in looking at all of the efforts today to suppress our freedom of speech here in America and around the world, what a travesty that is because our efforts to teach and preach the gospel of the kingdom of God around the world, there are many people that would like to suppress that, saying that Jesus is the only way. That what Jesus did on Calvary 2,000 years ago and the plan of salvation that he purchased called being born again, that's the only way to be saved. This interfaith movement does not want you and I to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So there are huge efforts today, not only to suppress our, you can feel it in society, suppressing our secular freedom of speech about human-induced global warming and all this, the vaccine and all these other different things, that they don't even want you to have an opinion on it. Don't have an opinion because we will shut you down. We will censor you. You go with what the CDC says or what the government says. You can see it happening. And this is not China or Russia or North Korea that we're talking about here. This is the good old U.S. of A., folks. And so I wanted to talk to you about it today because we don't want to allow that to enter into our society. Sure. Because I don't want to have a government that can just say, hey, this is it, and you believe it, whether you want to or not, don't even talk about um, a, a dissenting opinion. But especially in our churches, we're feeling some of this, that there are some pastors that are feeling a hesitancy of talking about some things in the pulpit because they're feeling some censorship, not only coming from the government and some different places, but from, the, from their congregations. Because the congregations are bringing censorship into the church and tying the hands of a God-called minister. Now, we've got to talk about it. Because God said He chose the, by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Communication. A God-called man or woman stepping in a pulpit teaching and preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, teaching against sin, 
teaching about uh, a moral life and things like that, there are a lot of people that don't want to hear that. Or about a hell or something, some other subject. So from the congregation, the pastor is feeling censorship. Okay, so we got, I got to get off into this because this, uh, this is going to be an interesting program about everything going on in our society. It all started really for me, one of the times was years ago, on, it was on the European leg of one of our prophecy tours. Uh, we, we normally go to, to just uh, Jerusalem only, Israel only, in the spring. When we were going pre-COVID, we were going twice a year. And then in the, um, in the fall, we would tag on a, a Israel and Europe, or Israel and Jordan, some other country. Israel and a Greek island tour. Well, on this, on this particular tour, we went to Europe, the Holy Roman Empire tour, which we will do again if, if Israel ever opens back up. I mean, right? So on this prophecy tour, we visited on the European leg, we visited the headquarters for the German secret state police or the Gestapo. And it was located in Cologne, Germany, from 1935 to 1945. So you can imagine what happened during that time. It's right during the height of World War II, and the concentration camps were up and running, and I mean, just horrific. The Holocaust happened during that era. So we went kind of back into history, into some of that. We went to the headquarters for the Gestapo, uh, for the, the secret police. So the Gestapo, the secret police of Nazi Germany... And it was their main mission, now get this, to silence all opposing views of Adolf Hitler's regime. Because Hitler understood from the very beginning that in order for his political agendas to be realized, that he must at all cost silence all opposing views, which is exactly what he did. The, the Nazis' efforts to purge German society of any kind of dissension against Hitler's agenda was implemented in, in stages. Okay, now you kind of look at this and then look at what's going on in the United States right now. So Hitler's regime, it began in stages. It began with um, the burning of un-German books. Anything that talked about uh, another... Um, belief system besides what Hitler was preaching. Now, we got to burn all those books. This was followed by Gestapo interrogations using such methods as drownings. I mean, I was in the rooms where this stuff happened. Drownings, um, electric shock. Things they would do to people who were dissenters from Hitler's agendas. Um, they, they beat these people. Um, they burned the flesh. Mutilation. I mean, horrific stuff. Hitler was just, you know, a very, very horrible person. The final stage, obviously, of extermination for anti-Hitler ideologies was indefinite confinement in a concentration camp and, of course, death. Hitler demanded absolute control of the thought processes of all the Germans and everybody living there to the extent that any person, get this, that was caught listening to a radio station 
other than Hitler's propaganda broadcast, was brought before the Gestapo for an interrogation and possible incarceration. There were jail cells in the bottom of the Gestapo headquarters. So they just, if you, you know, they just take you straight downstairs. It was horrible. And so I've been thinking, I'm following all this censorship and everything in America, not just secularly, but in some of our churches. And I, I understand it very well because of my trip to the Gestapo and other things that have happened throughout my life about censorship and different things and censorship that we feel here at End Time Ministries right now. And I wonder where we're headed. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills. But God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV. And now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. Major Internet companies are silencing and censoring Christian voices online. These companies are trying to control what you see and hear. Almost 200 videos of ours have been marked as restricted online right now. That's why we launched End of the Age Plus, a platform where the truth won't be censored, a platform where we can preach the message of the gospel. When you subscribe to End of the Age Plus today for just $12.99 a month, you can watch all of our content in a secure, easy-to-view way from your favorite device. When you go to watch.endtime.com and subscribe, you'll get instant access to all of our teaching resources, including Revelation, the Unveiling of Jesus Christ, Understanding the End Time, End Time Magazine, and so much more. We will not censor our message to comply with what the world deems as politically correct. Go to watch.endtime.com right now or search End of the Age Plus in the App Store or Google Play. Now, picture what happened back in Germany, 35 to 1935 to 1945, and then consider, you know, with the constant threat of prosecution and imprisonment, the German citizens, they existed as just repressed, subservient minions. I mean, you can only imagine living under that. And throughout history, the dictators have always sought to silence all opposition to their particular ideologies. Um, uh, consider a, a Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong, Fidel Castro, S- uh, Saddam Hussein, who if somebody brought in a bad report or something he didn't want to hear, they would take him out in the hallway and shoot him. Saddam Hussein would do that. The list goes on and on. Sadly, as uh, philosopher George Santiana once said, Those who cannot learn from history are doomed to repeat it, right? So consider 
the kingdom of the Antichrist, which is the stage is being set for that as we speak. The Bible prophesies that in the near future, the most powerful politician from Europe will take control of the world government. That's the, the world government that's being established. And he's going to rule it with an iron fist. And he's referred to in Scripture as the man of sin, the son of perdition. Most commonly, we would refer to him as the Antichrist. But just like the most notorious dictators, he, he will be worse than Hitler ever dreamed of being. Because he will, in fact, have control of the majority of the nations on the planet. Hitler dreamed of that. The Antichrist will, in fact, realize that. But just like the, most of these notorious dictators that have preceded the Antichrist, the Antichrist is going to seek to silence all opposition to his one world governing system. He is going to demand absolute control. Revelation 13 tells us that the Antichrist and his partner, the false prophet, will eventually resort to killing people who will not pledge absolute allegiance to them and to the Antichrist and his one world governing system. Revelation 13, 15, it says, And uh, cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast, that they should be killed. Now, he's not going to kill every person on the planet. We know that. But I mean, there will be people that are persecuted during that time. So the Antichrist will seek to eliminate all freedom of expression. He's not going to want a parallel society. He's going to want to eliminate all freedom of expression from society and the church. Why? Well, the same reason is evil, dictatorial predecessors did. It's all about control, control, control. If people, if you, people, you're living in a parallel society where people are allowed to think on their own and to offer their dissenting opinions, then they can rile up the crowd. They can, you know, teach people a different way than what you. So that's why. Hitler, even if you were listening to a radio station that was not one of his propaganda stations, nope, Gestapo. Well, imagine the Antichrist, what he will be like. During his, the final three and one half years, during the reign, when it's the kingdom of the Antichrist, this world government. So, sadly, we are presently witnessing just such an attack on our freedom of expression in America and in our churches Today, it's preconditioning people. And that's why a lot of these people are fighting against it. Because once they get over that hump and everybody's, you know, you get into the mode where you can be taken before a quote-unquote Gestapo or something like that. Now it's just censorship with Facebook, uh, you know, um, the um, Twitter and all these different things. Now... um, well, I can't remember what um, Joe Rogan's on Spotify. But you can see it here in America. So, when we think about silencing all opposition. Now, my goal here today is not to argue whether, hey, a person should be able to yell fire in a crowded theater. Or protest a war or a, a picket rally. That's not really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get all of us to understand the prophecy of a future world dictator. 
But I would, however, like to focus on an ever-increasing battle between good and evil because there is an enemy of our soul. The power that the Antichrist, um, the entity the Antichrist derives its power from will be the Satan himself. And so this, this power struggle between good and evil over this freedom of expression. When the United Nations wants to push its agenda. Now, I know I said something about um, vaccines. I guess I'm going to have to start spelling it out on air or something. I don't know. But I said something about vaccines the other day, about people putting a um, chip in their skin with their vaccine passport on it. Well, we got banned from YouTube for one week. And they said, hey, that's one strike. After three strikes, we're going to shut down your whole YouTube channel. That's what they told us. We got an email here at the ministry. So you can feel it. The governments and things are using these huge social networking platforms to close out conservative dissenters and people that would want to say, well, hey, let's let me ask some questions about what's going on. I mean, that's what really what Joe... Joe um, Rogan has done. He just sets guys down, these doctors, Peter McCullough and some of these other guys, and just ask them questions. He wants to have a conversation. And man, the, the, the you know, quote-unquote people in charge of all these big social networks, uh-uh, can't do that. Can't even ask questions. So why is it a battle of good versus evil? Because the Bible says that Satan will give the Antichrist and his one world government its power and influence. There is an enemy of your soul and my soul that's working behind the scenes, pushing all of this. Now, say, oh, that's, that's conspiracy theory, Dave. Revelation 13, 2. And the dragon, Satan, gave him his power, seat, and great authority. There is a mastermind behind all of this, folks. The Antichrist will seek to silence those who do not align with his political ideologies. And that is why... And Satan would love to get that to enter the church, right? So where the pastor's hands are tied, and if the church doesn't like it, the pastor won't talk about it. You should never tie a pastor's hands. If, that, if your pastor gets a message from Almighty God, he should be able to go to that pulpit and preach that message without fear or favor in an effort to reach people's souls that day. That's what this is all about. But yet when the church has the pastor's hands tied, he can't do that. It's censorship in the church from the congregation. (sighs) Okay, what are we doing here today? We're trying to make sure everybody gets to heaven. That's the goal of all of this. But we can see this stuff coming. The Bible warned us about it. And that's why those of us who understand prophecy and adhere to the teachings of the Bible... We're alarmed when we see these leaders or special interest groups in America trying to silence those who would take a stand for God and the truth in in any form. I just want to know the truth. I I want to know the truth about vaccines. I want to know the truth about COVID. I want to know the truth about uh, how can I be saved. I, I just want to know the truth. If it's the truth, then you can make a good educated decision, right? But when you're not even allowed to ask the question... Then we got a problem. Now, we know what the future holds. If we do not resist now, we're going to have an issue. There are many people that are, uh, Ben Shapiro, people that are suing 
uh, these people to try to keep from getting censored. And I think that Joe Rogan has just been offered, because Spotify did that to Joe Rogan's podcast, he's been offered, I think I just read $100 million to go on Rumble. That may be where we end up. I don't know. we got a lot of people that are connected to us on these other social networkings, but maybe we'll all just move to Rumble before it's over with. I don't know what we're going to do. That's one of the reasons we started up the uh, End of the Age platform that many of you are on. We've got over 5,000 people on that because we, we, had, we were being censored so heavily. I, it's like where they don't want us to say anything that is against what they're trying to push. So, um, so these acts of silencing the opposition, they may seem small now. But if we continue to allow our freedom of expression to be stifled, evil will have its way in our society. Because the government or the, the world government can push their agenda, put out a message, and if you're not even allowed to ask questions about it, right? That's not how America works. It's not, a, not how it's supposed to work. So if we give in to the pressure, now I'm looking down the line. I'm looking a few years from now when the Antichrist comes on the scene. And if we've yielded up all our sovereignty now, imagine what it's going to be like when somebody much worse than Hitler comes on the scene. So if we give in to all this pressure and, and remain silent and become accustomed to evil in America, especially in the church, we're setting the stage for the spirit of the Antichrist in our country and in our churches. Uh, so um, let me give you a for instance. Uh, the town hall, they published an article, a triple threat to freedom of speech. So, according to the town hall, the United States government, big tech, and the cancel culture, all of these uh, movie stars and media and all this other, they've combined into a triple threat to the American Constitutional Republic um, of America by laying siege to the Bill of Rights, particularly the right to Freedom of speech. Now, there are many examples of this. Follow me closely. This um, GoFundMe that interfered with the use of millions of dollars that was raised on their platform by these all of these um, truckers, the Freedom Convoy of the Canadian truckers. And what um, GoFundMe was going to, to uh, not allow that money to go where the truckers wanted it to and to help them with their gas and everything, while they, their accommodations, while they were up there, I think, in Ottawa, Canada, uh, and they were petitioning against uh, vaccine mandates and things like that, and mask mandates and all this other stuff. And so, but now I think they, that uh, because of such a backlash, that GoFundMe has said, okay, we'll release the funds. But still imagine that. GoFundMe, which is supposed to just be a place you can give money to and they disperse the funds, they were like, nah, I'm not going to give money to them. They eventually, now they are going to, but still think about that. Um, YouTube has banned Dan Bongino from uh, his platform for voicing opinions about COVID-19, which are not the same as those of the, the C, um, Centers for Centers of Disease Control, the CDC. Spotify began um, posting disclaimers on the Joe Rogan podcast, those episodes that discussed COVID-19 with Peter McCullough and some of those other doctors that didn't agree with the CDC. 
And they didn't even want him to even have him on to talk about it. All he's got is a podcast. Joe Rogan just asked questions, and that they, they don't want that. And with the cancel culture, uh, these musicians, um, that with Spotify and Joe Rogan, there were uh, musicians, Neil Young, jo- Joni Mitchell, uh, Niels Lofgren, <clears throat> that threatened to pull their music from Spotify if Spotify did not throttle Rogan's interviews with guests questioning the prevailing CDC doctrine about preventing and threatening COVID-19. Now, again, this is not China. This is not Russia. It's not some communist regime overseas. We're talking about the United States of America now, folks. Now, it's clearly the case that government is exerting much of the, this censorship by proxy, right? Um, uh, so, witness, for example, um, the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. She was applauding Spotify for posting disclaimers on the Rogan podcast episodes and urged that, more hey, more can be done by them and to call out disinformation while also uplifting accurate information. So, even though Joe Rogan had like a Peter McCullough on, just asking him questions, what do you think about this? Oh, that doesn't mean this? Well, what about that, about the vaccine and the COVID mandates and all these things? They, the, the, the government was saying, uh-uh, no, no, Spotify, shut him down. Don't even allow, you, more can be done to shut people like that down. Um, and, you know, perhaps the most chilling form of censorship is, the, is self-censorship. Now, think about this. This is you and me. Self-censorship set in motion by this triple threat of the government, big tech and cancer culture. Think about this. A new survey from the Foundation for Individual Rights in Education, or FIRE. They found that nearly 6 in 10 Americans believe cancel culture, cancel culture is a direct threat to our freedom. So it's now commonplace for Americans to fear stating their opinions, lest they be ostracized, right? Have you felt it? Or, or even fired or humiliated and perhaps left unable to earn a living just, just by stating an opinion. Uh, and many people are worrying over not parroting ideas with which they secretly disagree for fear of being labeled as unenlightened enemies of the cancel culture mob. Now, it goes against freedom of speech, doesn't it? And so we're seeing this in America. But what? But again, from a prophetic, prophetic viewpoint, I'm looking at down the road. If some of these things can come into play now, in the good times, what happens when an antichrist takes over a world governing system and people have yielded up their, all their mindsets to a freedom of speech? Setting the stage for that if we keep going down this road. Whether it's a global pandemic, threat of war, or floundering economies, End-time events are happening around the world every day. How can you have peace in a world of such great uncertainty? With the End Time Magazine subscription, you can gain a deeper understanding of current events and its prophesied repercussions. End Time Magazine's exclusive content and prophetic insight allows you to understand where we are in the end time. It will give you peace when horrific news and events happen. 
When you subscribe today to End Time Magazine for 12 months for just $19.99, you can have hope for the future because you will understand what the Bible says about the time we are living in. You'll get access to exclusive articles like the Prophesied American-Israeli Alliance, End Time Do's and Don'ts, and Could School Choice Save America? Subscribe for you or a friend right now. Go to endtime.com or call 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-END-TIME. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. So think of this, everybody. When you talk about self-censorship, imagine you had a podcast. Imagine you had a radio program, a television program, or a pastor standing in a pulpit. This government, big tech, um, the cancel culture. Somebody saying, hey, they're, they're, they're not on board with us. They don't have, hold the same opinion I do. <clears throat> they're not going to push our agendas. So let's just cancel them. The cancel culture. Well, they have strong incentives. Strong incentives now to motivate more people than ever to not say what they truly mean. Imagine a pastor going to a pulpit and saying, well, I, I know God's telling me to talk about a certain topic today, but whew, that's not going to go over too good. I, I better just back off that topic and maybe you know, kind of go around the uh, other side of the house. Right? A pastor should never feel that. If a pastor is given a message from God, he should be able to step right up to that pulpit and let her rip, folks. And if it's for me, I'm going to apply it to my life and I'm going to straighten up and I'm going to keep on trucking because the pastor is trying to get you to heaven. Okay, so I'll get to, I'll get to church here in just a moment. But... You know, this this can greatly diminish the quality of communication in our nation. Without communication, we're dead in the water. I mean, without people questioning stuff, our government can just steamroll over us. You've got to be able to ask a question. Why do you say human-induced global warming leads to climate change? Give me some reasons. Well, uh, you know, uh, so-and-so said it on a video. uh, No. Give me some science. Because the science says that it's not happening. If you look at the, all of the um, predictions that have failed, all of the failed predictions, you realize just what? Um, 30, 40 years ago, maybe, maybe 45 years ago, they were calling for an ice age. Now they're saying global warming is leading to climate change. But they couldn't prove the global warming part so now we're, they call it climate change. So you can say, hey, every tornado and all this. But they don't want you to even ask questions, right? 
Now, real exchanges of ideas and real problem solving is impossible if people don't, they, they won't say what they really think. If you don't even want to ask a question, um, Joe Rogan again, I know I keep going back to him. I don't agree with everything Joe Rogan believes or talks about. And, but yet he does ask some pretty perplexing questions to bring information out. And I mean, it's some of his stuff is good. I don't agree with everything, but I don't agree with everybody. Joe Rogan, he really has just become a, a famous example of how big tech platforms are subject not only to government coercion, but also to mob rule. I mean, th- this whole triple threat recording uh, these artists, um, the singer Neil Young, uh, Joni Mitchell, and this um, Niles Lofgren, they threatened to pull their music from Spotify as Spotify did not throttle Joe Rogan's interviews with, with, um, with guests who questioned this prevailing CDC doctrine about the prevention and treatment of COVID-19. Peter McCullough is one of the main ones he had on there. And everybody just flipped out because they didn't even want him to ask him questions. They could have all just said, well, we don't agree with him and let it go. No, no, we don't want you having him on there asking questions. The government rewards massive platforms like Facebook and Twitter with incredibly valuable protections from civil liabilities for publishing material that turns out to cause harm. So uh, Section 230 of of Title 47 of the U.S. Code treats those companies like um, much like wireless operators, like a AT&T, simply transmitting communications, not, not picking and choosing amongst them. And so this preferential treatment persists, even though Facebook, Twitter, and some of the others clearly do suppress certain kinds of content. They've been doing it for end-time ministries for years. I.e., I just told you how they... the they shut us down for one week. They closed down our YouTube account for one week because I made a statement about people in Sweden putting COVID passports on chips in their hands. And I made a mention about that being kind of like a precursor to the mark of the beast. We were cut for a week and, and said, hey, you've got that's one strike, three strikes and you're out. You'll be all, no more YouTube for end time ministries. I, it's crazy. So that's why we've been pushing people to our end of the end of the age uh, plus platform. Now, uh, which you can subscribe to, go to watch www.watch.endtime.com. Check it out; it's so cool. You'd love it. Now, so why then? Why then don't they lose their protections? These big social networking platforms, because the censorship that they exert is government censorship by proxy. And so if centralized platforms can play emperor, let's say, of the airwaves or internet, television, whatever, at the subtle or this overt urging urging of government, don't think for a moment that wireless operators themselves will be immune to monitoring your communications and eventually shutting down some of that that the ruling elite politicians don't like. I mean, there's no reason to assume that having too many conversations on your mobile phone during which you speak negatively about mask mandates, that that won't one day, during a future pandemic, let's say, get your 
phone turned off or the credit card that you used to pay for it terminated. You say, oh, I don't think that's possible. Come on, guy. We're living in 2022. My phone listens to me. I promise you it does. Me and my wife have been talking about it. We'll be talking about something over dinner. I'll have a conversation with somebody and I'll start getting ads or different things about, um, that, about that on my Facebook page. You think your phone's not listening to you? Every conversation, folks. Now, you do know that after all, the Patriot Act green-lighted eavesdropping on the communications of anyone who could represent a threat to America, right? Now, who's to say what that threat is? Could that threat be merely asking a question? Or talk too much about how masks have a downside and you may well qualify for that. Centralized platforms will just, they, they will enslave us more and more. Look what they're doing to Joe Rogan. There is no virtue in a government that usurps its citizens' inalienable rights by leveraging willing companies to disrupt free commerce or the free marketplace of ideas. Here's what should happen. Our government should step in and say, look, Freedom of speech. These people are protected. They can talk about whatever they want as long as they're not creating a nuclear bomb to go bomb New York or something. But they, you can't ask a question on a vaccine or, or, or a, a, a method of healing somebody or whatever. You can't, you can't even ask questions on that? This is crazy. The marketplace, when, when free of centralized control is the best processor of information in the world. You, you want to give me your opinion? Fine. Let me ask you a question. Where did you get the information? I have people that send me stuff, literally, folks, from all over the world, and I love it. But when I have somebody email me or call me and say, hey, this is going to happen, and I say, what's the source? I always go back to, what's your source of information? How do you know that? If you ever, if you ever call in and talk to me, on the phone or you email me or something like that and say, this is going to happen, you need to go on the air with it. I'm going to ask you, what's your source? Where did you get from? There are people that would want me not to even be able to ask those questions. Give me some background on the information. Where did you get it? And so think of it like this. According to the town hall, and I know some are already doing this, The only way to resurrect and ensure freedom of speech and our other inalienable rights as codified in the Bill of Rights such that we remain a republic is to build these alternative decentralized platforms for the exchange of ideas and the exchange of money. Something the government can't get their hands on. And these platforms function essentially as these bulletin boards where ideas are posted You can ask a question and you're not going to get banned or transactions are recorded. I mean, think about this. The government wants to be in everything without these anti-tyrannical politicians, CEOs, supposedly the intelligentsia or the mob in control of what those ideas are. Who, who, Who gets to read them? I mean, who gets to listen to all this to them or watch them? Who gets to exchange funds or for what, right? I mean, the United States of America. Now, that's one thing. And, and again, this is why we created 
the end of the age plus platform because we've had, I think it's almost 200 of our radio programs and videos that were on there. Um, they, they've been demonetized. They, they've been censored. We had to, I mean, they, just, we, they took them down because we mentioned something that the government did not like. So we went on, we created Into the H Plus platform, which you can subscribe to that. It's like, I don't know, 13 or 14 bucks a month. But it, it, you can go to www.watch.endtime.com and have access to everything, even all of those hundreds of um, censored videos. We've got a whole place called Censored. Go there, check it out. All of our, the magazine, all of our, all of our DVDs. If you've ever been to a conference, go to our store. See all them DVDs? It's on the end of the H+. You get access to everything for like $13 or $14 a month. What people are doing is going to work and teaching Bible studies off of that. They're showing Bible studies in their home. You can put it up on your TV. You can do all kinds of stuff. Into the age plus, and we're not censored. So, very, very thankful for that platform and everybody that puts all the work into that, uh, making that happen because we've got a lot of Bible studies being taught all over the world, folks, off of that information. And so, um, there's Bible studies on there that can teach you, take you from total infancy as a Christian all the way to spiritual maturity. Everything. The, the end time university, everything's on there. So go on there and check it out. You, you, you definitely going to want to subscribe because you see how the censorship is closing in, closing in, closing in. Facebook. Everybody, I've had people say, man, I'm going to go to Meta and I'm going to have this alternate uh, lifestyle. That's crazy. And the, I, imagine what Facebook's doing now with shadow banning and gathering all your data and things you're posting uh, private pictures and all this other stuff. Imagine what they will do if you get immersed in the metaverse and start doing financial transactions and running business meetings in that. They're already setting all that up. Facebook will be able to listen in and to collect data from your most personal business meetings and all kinds of stuff. So I, I um, you know, I'm not, not into it at all. I'm not saying it's all evil, but I'm just saying I'm, 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 I'm familiar with what goes on behind the scenes on these things now. Imagine going to something like that where people are putting money into it and some of your most personal information. And it's just, you can only imagine. So, what we're going to do, we'll go through this break and then when we come back we'll talk about the church censorship. And I know it's something that many of you have dealt with, and we're going to talk about it because censorship does not need to be named in the church one time. Unleash your pastor and let him teach the Word of God. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. 
If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. All right, here we go. You must remember that the kingdom of God, or I should say, I'm sorry, the kingdom of the Antichrist will be all about control and allegiance. This is something you cannot be a part of in the end time. Uh, Harry Truman once said that once a government is committed to the principle of silencing the voice of opposition, it has only one way to go, and that is down the path of increasingly repressive measures until it becomes a source of terror to all its citizens and creates a country where everyone lives in fear. I go back to my trip to the uh, in Cologne, Germany, to the, the headquarters of the Gestapo. Imagine living in fear where Germans would stop you on the sidewalk and say, Papers, please, what are you listening to? Uh, just, you know, coming up and, and asking the children at school, what does your mommy and daddy talk about? Blah, blah, blah. That was Germany. I mean, people were living in total fear. Hitler demanded absolute control and obeisance to him. But guess what? The Antichrist is going to be worse than him, but he's not going to be successful. Think about censorship in our churches. During the time of the Antichrist, the church will not be silent. Daniel 11, 32 and 33. The Bible says that the Antichrist will come on a platform and flatter many. The scripture says, And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he, the Antichrist, corrupt by flatteries. He's going to come on this platform of peace, promising free this and free that. And everybody's just going to think, This guy's awesome. He, He just, you know... There's times of peace because of this guy, corrupt by flatteries. But here's what the Bible says. During the time of the Antichrist, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. They're not going to be cowering in a foxhole somewhere, worried about, I can't preach and teach the gospel of the kingdom of God. That's not what's going to happen. The Bible says, they, they, they that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. They that understand among the people shall instruct many. That's the true church of Jesus Christ in the last days. Matthew 24, 14, Jesus said, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. We cannot silence the church. Do not silence your pastor. If he gets a message from God and wants to get up and plow the field that morning... Let the guy plow the field, folks. Because he's trying to save your soul. He's got a message from God. Don't tie his hands. And there are great times of revival prophesied for the end time. The church will not be silent. Uh, Revelation 7, 9-14. John said, after I saw the 144,000, 
I looked and beheld, and lo, a great multitude no man could number, out of all kindreds, peoples, tongues, and nations. And they stood before the throne, and one of the elders answered and looked at John and said, Who are these, John? What, what are these that are arrayed in these white robes, and where did they come from? And basically, John looks at him and he says, I don't have a clue. You, I'm just sitting, looking at this vision. You know where they are. In other words, tell me. And he, the elder said back to John, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. So folks, the greatest time of revival the world has ever known is ahead of us. And the church will not conform to this interfaith movement, this one world religious movement. It will not. The church will be a dissenter from that. We will not follow along with that. Jesus Christ said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. We can never, ever teach another gospel, another way to be saved, other than what Jesus purchased on Calvary, the born-again plan of salvation. So this world religious church is going to be saying pretty much everybody can be saved. But the true church of Jesus Christ cannot comply with that. So, you wonder why I'm talking about censorship today and precursors to the Antichrist kingdom? And the church will not be silenced in the end time. This is of utmost importance. So don't, if you're in a church, don't censor that pastor. Don't muzzle him. And so think about it though. In, in society, secular-wise, vaccine mandates, COVID remedies, um, the United Nations propaganda of human-induced global warming, which leads to climate change. That's one thing. That's something the United Nations is trying to do and different entities around the world, different governments, people pushing these agendas. However, think about subjects that you might be reluctant to mention personally because oh, we can't talk about that. Uh, mask mandates, uh, va- vaccine mandates, all these different things. And you say, I, I, you know, oh, they, they might be listening to me on my phone. I can't talk about this. Because of censorship, the, the pressure you feel from society, governments, big tech. It's what the town hall talked about. Governments, big tech, and the cancel culture. I don't care if the Bible's popular or not. I'm going to talk about it. I don't care if the truth is not popular. We're going to preach it. Because I'm trying to get people to heaven. I'm not going to let the cancel culture come in and say, Oh, no, wait, 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 don't, don't, don't talk about that. Because, um, you know, you're going to uh, offend somebody. I'm not trying to. I don't want to offend anybody. But because people, after their own lust, have gone after all these sinful ways, if you talk about something in the Bible, people want to cancel you. Because I don't want to hear that. I'm going to live my life this own certain way. Don't talk about that. Folks, Bible, God chose by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Now, if you're a man of God and you're a preacher, make sure that you go before God on your face and you don't go to the pulpit until you've spent time in prayer and you've heard from God and you got a message from God. Don't just get something off the internet somewhere that you heard and say, oh, that would be kind of neat and that's kind of fluffy. No, get a message from God and go to that pulpit with God speaking through you to this congregation. 
Because God knows who's hurting. God knows who's having marital problems. God knows somebody who has a healing that they don't want to mention to somebody or who's going through a financial problem or people that are hurting all throughout the church, these different needs. And a man of God can speak who's been to a prayer room and prayed his heart hot and said, God, give me a message. He can stand in that pulpit and deliver that message and people all across that church can be touched. But if the church has the pastor muzzled, then you got a breakdown. you got a breakdown in communication. So even in some churches, folks, so think about this. Two genders. Some pastors don't want to talk about two genders anymore. Marriage as between only one man and one woman. There are pastors that are afraid to talk about that. The, the, um, the uh, subject of hell. When's the last time your preacher talked about hell? And even the subject of sin. I mean, what about, so what about the topic of only two genders? Now this is scripture, Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. In the, in the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. But, because you've got cancel culture and all these other agendas that are being pushed, that are saying, no, there are several genders. Hold on a second. Several genders? No. There's two genders. The Bible tells us there are two genders. There's a male and a female. What about God's only definition of a marriage? Genesis 2, 24. Therefore shall a man... Leave his father and mother, and shall cleave unto his wife. One man, one woman, and they shall be one flesh. God, the the book of Genesis is the book of beginnings. God created a male and a female, and he said, that's awesome. And then he said, and you know what? Those two are not going to be alone. They're going to be together. That guy's going to leave his mom and dad. She's going to leave her mom and dad. They're going to join together. Boom. That's a marriage that is God-ordained. Male and female. They're going to go have babies and we're going to populate the earth and it's going to be awesome. And they're going to have grandkids, which are very awesome. That's God-ordained family, folks. What about hell? Matthew 5, 29 through 30. And if thy right eye... Jesus told this, folks. A lot of people say, oh, hell's not a time of torment. Uh, You know, it's going to be... uh, I've heard all kinds of definitions for hell. But Jesus said in Matthew 5, 29 through 30, If thy right eye offends you, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if your right hand offends you, lop it off and cast it from you. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish and not that the whole body should go into hell. What about sin? Ezekiel 18.4 Behold, all sins are mine. As the soul of the Father, so also is the soul of the Son is mine. The soul that sins, it shall die. But a lot of pastors and teachers have had their hands tied by the congregation and say, whoa, 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 now don't, don't, don't be teaching on hell because that's not this feel-good message that I want to hear when I go to church. Folks, the night I was saved, I was 13 years old, 
Irvin Baxter gave a message on hell. The book of Jude says, Some are saved by fear. The night I was saved, my father-in-law, Irvin Baxter, rattled my shoes. I'm telling you. He could preach hell like I've never heard anybody. And J.T. Pugh and my father-in-law's dad and a bunch of these guys, back in the day, they were called hell, fire, and brimstone preachers. You ever heard one of them? Now, you hardly ever hear hell mentioned. Because it's not a popular subject. It's not a popular subject with me. But if I'm on my way to hell, I want a preacher getting up and saying, they can call my name out. I don't care. Dave Robbins, you did this. That's going to send you to hell. Stop. Repent. Because I want to go to heaven, folks. And teachers and and pastors, don't don't be silenced. Preach the truth. The the apostles experienced censorship. The the Bible says that they were brought in. They did not want them teaching in the name of Jesus. It's Acts 4, 13-20. They did not want them teaching in the name of Jesus because Jesus, they had just put Jesus to death. They didn't want the apostles teaching Jesus and him crucified and that he's got the plan of salvation and um, that he that these people were, the apostles were healing people and that Jesus has given them power and they didn't want, they didn't want them teaching Jesus. So they brought him in and they said, we told you guys, don't be teaching. What were they doing? They were censoring them. But guess what? They, got, they would put them in jail overnight, beat their backs. They let them out of jail the next day, and guess what they did? They sat there and just, you know, they complained. No, they didn't. They got right back up, and they went right back up in the synagogue, and they preached. So in 2022 and from here on, guess what the true church of Jesus Christ is going to do? We're not going to be censored. We're going to preach. We're going to preach and teach the gospel of the kingdom of God around the world, and then the end is going to come. And folks, thank you. I want to say thank you for supporting End Time Ministries because literally we are, being, we are able to teach this around the world and we're seeing so many souls saved. It's unreal. I'm getting, I'm getting uh, comments from people in communist countries that have been saved as a result of the Jerusalem Prophecy College. This has been End of the Age, brought to you by the faithful partners of End Time Ministries. If you're not currently a partner with End Time Ministries, or if you would like more information, we invite you to call us at 1-800-END-TIME. That's 1-800-363-8463, or visit us online at endtime.com.